Hello Black Couch family, welcome back to Black Girl on the Black Couch. So today I will be speaking about appropriation versus appreciation. I am just going back to the first episode that I had with Cheryl where I asked her how she would feel if a white person rocked an afro and we couldn't dive deeper into that and i realized we didn't so i just decided to take it upon myself and get deeper into it so let me start off by giving you guys the definition of appropriation so appropriation is the act of taking uh, something that belongs to somebody else especially without permission all right so i'm going to go to the second uh, definition it is the act of keeping or saving money for a particular purpose. Uh, okay, this will come in very handy as we carry on because we do know that a lot of things that come with appropriation do somehow, somewhere, do involve money. Okay, so let's get into appreciation. Okay. When we appreciate something, um, appreciation definition goes like this. Pleasure that you have when you recognize and enjoy the good qualities of something. All right. I'm going to go to the second meaning as well. Here it is uh, appreciation. A full or sympathetic understanding of something such as a situation or problem of what involves oh what it involves okay apologies for that i do not have my glasses on i i like acting like this honestly i don't put my glasses on and then i can't see and i'm just like oh the world the world but as you've heard it i just gave you these two definitions and let us just get right into it so in terms of appropriation as you've already gotten uh, from the definition you know it is taking something without permission you know and if we put it on a bigger scale it is taking something without the permission of somebody and then making it work for you for yourself okay it benefits you and you don't give the other person any um, recognition or acknowledgement so when you appropriate it kind of seems like hey I came with this you know and you don't include the party that actually created this so I'll just give you a few example uh, of appropriation and I'm gonna use cultural appropriation uh, there was a time when Kim Kardashian did uh, they call them Bantu knots I don't like calling them Bantu nuts because I feel like they have another name but because we don't know it it's fine uh, Kim Kardashian did Bantu nuts and oh my word it was groundbreaking it was beautiful but any black woman doing Bantu nuts is kind of like eh, okay she has her natural hair again no 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 it's in our face you know that is the reality of life when a black woman does a particular hairstyle or wears a particular piece of clothing, it will be judged, judged harshly in comparison to a Caucasian woman. Um, that is just one of 
the few examples I will be giving throughout this podcast. So the problem with appropriation, like I had mentioned, is that you don't give the right people their recognition. So such as the Native Americans, uh, what I've realized is that on Halloween, a lot of Americans would go around wearing um, Native American clothing, even some Caucasians, when it isn't Halloween, they go around wearing um, Native American attire. And we know it's very sacred, you know, their clothes have meaning, just, like, just as in South Africa. Uh, what we do is appropriate within each, with, well, within, intra each other. So basically the Zulus, the non-Zulus will wear the Zulu attire uh, on Heritage Day. But now here is where I come in and say, what if we're getting some of these things wrong? What if some of these are actual appreciations? Now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to get to the part where I actually do get deeper into what appreciation actually does entail and why some of these example, uh, examples set appropriation and appreciation apart. So, like I'm explaining with us South Africans that we will wear Kosa attire, we don't even know what the beading means, what it's for, is it for virgins? That is a problem on its own because you are not appreciating the culture by learning about the culture, okay? Yes, you may acknowledge that, no, this is Tosa where, okay? You may. You may say, no, this is Ndebele where, but you don't know why they wear those three rings around their legs, the women. You don't know why they wear those three rings around their legs. You don't know why they wear um, the, 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 the neck thingy mabob. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm calling it a thingy mabob. I don't know any other English word for it because, as you know, English is a new language for Africa. We've had our own languages for a long time, such as social media. We can't bring it down to a specific word because... It is not in our language. It's not in our vocabulary. So as long as you don't know or try to learn about the culture, okay, try to learn about what is this about, then there is no way you are appreciating something, right? I will just go back to the definition of appreciating something where you recognize the good qualities of something Okay, but at the very same time, when you learn about something, you educate yourself so that you can pass it on to other people and give them the right information. Now, here's where we do draw the line. Appreciation is when you actually take your time to learn, acknowledge, recognize, respect, and understand that there are specific things you cannot do in the name of a tribe, a culture, a movement, whatever it may be. So here's a pressing issue for me, okay? I feel like hip-hop, hip-hop is the genre, but the people within hip-hop have their own subculture, okay? So hip-hop on its own, let's just, let's just say hip-hop is a movement and not a genre. 
because if you think about the history of hip-hop and where it is from you can see why it was a movement because a lot of young men were running away from the street life even though they were speaking about the street life you know they were they were speaking about gang banging but at the very same time they were really running away from the streets and gangs so i feel like now i do honestly feel like hip hop is being appropriated because it was always you know identified with black people i mean obviously they they created hip hop uh black americans created hip hop and right after creating hip hop it started generating a lot of money and the moment an eminem comes in no doubt he's talented but he's making money from it where does he appreciate the history of hip hop i'm not saying he can't be a hip hop artist not at all but i'm saying let's look at the history of hip hop let's look at how hip hop started off and why it was predominantly made up and populated by black african americans okay i i can't believe i just said black and african americans <laughs> anyway let's look at that dissect all of that and then come back to is there appreciation okay we see that we had hip hop for such a long time and then we had a new sound they started to call trap which is just like it's hip hop for the new age you know what i mean but now what they did is they moved away from hip hop and called it trap and that trap just included more races where is the appreciation for it okay and is it appropriated so you can answer those on your own like have time think about it um my opinion is you may do what you want okay i personally would definitely not like for a white woman to rock an afro and have it be groundbreaking when i've been rocking an afro for almost 16 years of my life you know and when an afro is on my head it's deemed as oh unprofessional oh my gosh your hair you know that on its own shows appropriation but it would be appreciation if it was a white woman whom is you know let's just say she's married to a south african man and they create colored kids and she's white but the children are going to come out colored they're going to have very kinky hair i don't like using the word kinky but they are going to have coils and their coils are not straight hair so imagine this white woman having a colored child not understanding the hair on its own and having to now model to her child that it's fine to have your texture of hair 
without appropriating or appreciation. Do you get where the entire imbalance would come? Because a white woman would now have to show her colored daughter that it's fine to have your kind of hair. You don't have to have mommy's hair. But like I said, when it comes to appreciation, she would have to learn, you know? She would have to learn how to manage her coils, how to, you know, how to style the hair, how to moisturize the hair. It's not just, ah, I'm wearing an afro so that my child can see the afro through me and see herself or whatever. But it's about learning and taking the right steps into educating yourself so that you can educate the next person, which might be her child, etc., etc. So appropriation is a very, very huge topic. And I know in South Africa, we have, okay, we've been having a few artists that are jumping into the music scene. And I'm just, in particular, I'm going to talk about, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Costa Stitch or Costa Rich Titch? I don't know, guys. It's Costa Stitch, okay? So he's a white guy. I watched an interview of his because I was doing my own research. Uh, in this interview, I think he was also on a podcast, um, but it was an interview nonetheless. He was asked if he knew Isizulu. And he was like, no, he doesn't. He just knows how to pronounce a little bit harder than the white people. And he said something that something that was very important for me was him saying that he wants to appeal to both groups, you know? He, he has an Afrikaans song and he has all these other Zulus. I don't want to use the word Vernek because Vernek is any language spoken, predominantly spoken in a country. And we know English is spoken in our country a lot. So <laughs> I keep saying our country. I'm so sorry for everyone who's not in <laughs> my country. <laughs> so, so sorry. Um, so Costa Stitch then said something about he had to appeal to the population of South Africa which is the black people, okay? He had to appeal to the majority of people, which to me was like, ding, 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 red lights, red, red lights, all of the lights, red lights. I was just like, oh no, okay, stop the lorry, stop, stop, stop. Because the moment you say, cool, I wanted music that appeals to the majority, you are saying you are jumping into a genre which is predominantly black cool piano slash there's this trap going around amongst you know the black community i see it but now your target market is black people and you don't know their language you just can pronounce certain words hard where's the learning where is the appreciation of it? Because at the end of the day, it just sounds like you jumped into a whole genre 
for these particular people so that you can make money. And he specifically said, you see the ones that make money, okay? They make this type of music. And who makes them the money? The black people. Okay, he didn't specifically say it like that, but that it's along those lines. I can't obviously quote him word verbatim. I can only quote verbatim. So he said something along those lines. And that's where I was like, no, no. I was going to, to, to give you the go ahead, you know. But now you're saying that you came into this because the majority of people are black in South Africa and Obviously, the majority of people are the ones buying the music that makes Caspanyo West, Ricky Rick, uh, you know, all the other artists that are rich, rich. And I'm just thinking, is he appropriating our culture, our style, aka Sepanzola, Spudra, um, just what makes our music now is he appropriating a culture of rather black culture through music that is predominantly for black people for me i would say yes because i did not even for a second hear some appreciation um i mean he doesn't really have to explain himself obviously he doesn't he's human and you know that interview was pretty long and I managed to catch a glimpse of it but where do you then sit down and say yo you know what let me put the Afrikaans community and the black community together then or let me learn more about the black community because dancing in front of shacks and then going back to the farm that's cool but like have you learned anything or are you just there to collect your bag, which you are certainly collecting? Other than that, because the switch, if <laughs> this gets to you, my boy, no hard feelings. I see Louis, there's no fighting. I'm just really asking questions and having like an open discussion. We're allowed to start speaking about these things, especially after apartheid. I feel like the white and black community need especially as youth, we need to start talking openly and allow white people to speak. I want white people to speak and say, you know, no, I don't feel like it's appropriating because I'm doing one, two, three. Or yes, it's appropriating because I'm doing one, two, three. We're not always going to, to, to put that whole, yeah, your ancestors did this. So you're just like your ancestors. I mean, on to the next one. But... <laughs> But we're not always going to do that. We want pure conversations where we can actually start talking about what happened during apartheid and whether or not you are still carrying the legacy of racism and you feel that it is fine for black people and white people to be separated and obviously seeing how the economy is mostly owned by white people. We should start having these discussions without feeling any types of way. I'm just saying, in case this gets to cost a stitch, I see Lean Fanagiti. <laughs> We're family, not. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. We are family. We just really need to have these conversations. So, you guys can just hit me up and give me just some more examples that you've heard of, read of, 
or even know about it, even if it's as little as in your community, it's nicer to see it that way, you know, when it's a, in a micro space. Oh yes, one last little thing. I was on YouTube doing my research, but this was a while ago before I ever thought of doing this topic. And what I saw, <laughs> I don't want to lie to you, it, it put me off. I saw Asians um, putting in some extensions for their hair to look Afro-like. I was just like, yeah, no. Knowing, knowing how Asia is, um, China and, you know, just all the surrounding areas, um, they don't really know about black culture. Seeing that um, in China there is still blackface in theatre, you know. So it's kind of disrespectful to have people actually wearing your hair, the same hair they make jokes about on stage and carry on to say, oh, they're animals, their hair is like animal, animal hair and they get extensions of our hair or to make their hair look like afros and, and it can't even be coily because it's, you know, that did put me off. And that's where I think I would honestly start drawing the line between appreciation and appropriation. But like I said, these can work interchangeably, especially if there is a mixing of cultures or mixing of races or just, you know, a mix, a hybrid of something. There is most likely a chance of having appropriation and appreciation happen in the same instance but you'll have more of the appreciation side than the appropriation side so let's have this conversation man tell me what you guys think tell me what are your thoughts on appropriation appreciation and if you actually think what i said in the beginning about intra um, appropriation especially in south africa if it does really happen and I feel like even just us as Africans, we appropriate so many things, but we think, no, it comes with, you know, um, the social media, it comes with one, two, three, but we forget a lot of things have a lot of meaning um, attached to them. And we don't try to learn about specific things that we put on our bodies or etc. So let me hear from you guys and I hope to catch you on the next episode.